welcome to the True Blue Riff Cast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by... Yo, yo, yiggity, yo, I am Dave, up here in the hizzy. You feeling okay today, Dave? I am fantastic. Actually, um, I took a lot of pain, not painkillers, just like over-the-counter, like, uh, you know, stuff that's legal that you don't, are not going to get arrested for. And I'll tell you why. Earlier today at wrestling training, wrestling practice, we're calling it practice now for some reason, even though for a long time they got mad at us for calling it practice, now, not training. But anyway... <laughs> I digress. Um, we were going for a body slam, and my uh, my my partner slash opponent uh, accidentally accidentally didn't drop me on my back, but dropped me on my side and my leg. Ow! Uh, so I was almost seriously injured. <laughs> um, I had to roll out of the ring. I had an internal bruise pretty bad. I thought I maybe had broken my leg, but it turns out it's not all that bad. Um, so I was just, I've just been limping along all day. So yeah, I mean, so you're hopped up on Tylenol. Yes. I'm hopped up on. Is that a thing that can happen? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you took a whole bottle anyway, are we here to talk about riff tracks? <laughs> yes, we are here to talk about riff tracks. And before we get into our riffs for today, uh, let's take a quick look at headlines. Headlines. <laughs> Up first, and then this isn't really new news, but uh, we do have a Patreon. You can head over to patreon.com slash true blue riffcast to sign up for that. Um, we already have one good uh, blooper. It might actually be the first blooper that you guys get over on Patreon. Oh yeah, uh, the thing that I just barely did right before the uh, right before the recording, and I don't know. I mean, well, last week I almost choked to death, and I thought maybe you were going to put that up, but I don't know if you still have that. But I I I do still have it, but uh, it was it was pretty rough, and I don't know that people would actually want to listen to that. So, but want to listen to that? You want to listen to me almost choked to death? Yes. I kind of, I kind of held off on that. Maybe that's not the kind of humorous outtake that our patrons yeah, probably listen not. to. They probably don't want to hear you hacking and coughing. Oh, uh, dude, it's pretty terrible. We we do have our our listener poll, which is now being dubbed the Patreon poll. Woo! And so you you guys did me good. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you voted for the one that he wanted. Got to say, yeah. I asked you to do something, and you did it. Wow. So thank you. Don't go hungry with power now, Dave. Uh, I, I'll go hungry with other things. Yes. That got weird. Anyway, yeah. Uh, speaking of people that are hungry with power, Disney Plus launched this past week. Woo! After a day of uh, trying to iron out technical difficulties that come with 12 million yeah. people trying to log in all at the same time to watch the Mandalorian. I can't imagine why there were problems. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there, there still are a few other things they have to fix. Like the, uh, the cropping on the Simpsons and the forced widescreen on a few other programs. Some of the old nineties, uh, Disney cartoons are like that also. And they did promise to fix the Simpsons so that, uh, we would be able to select a, uh, four, six, or four three ratio instead of the sixteen nine uh, widescreen. Hopefully, they give us that option with the other shows. And that doesn't really bother me. Well, I gotta say, it they, they go to like what is it like sixteen something sixteen nine. Yeah. Or something. The main the main problem with the Simpsons, at least, is that it cuts off things, uh, jokes on the screen, um, you know, stuff like that. It's actually you're you're missing out on on actual things that were meant to be seen. Some of the color in the Simpsons looks really weird on Disney plus. I do yeah. got to say, uh, one of the other issues that they have to fix for a few of the shows are that they are, uh, the seasons are up in a seemingly random manner for some of them. Uh, one of the most important ones being the new DuckTales series where for season two in particular, they have, the finale listed as episodes eight and nine. Uh -huh. um, and if you watch that before the rest of the season, you're not going to know what's going on uh, because it is 
kind of I mean there's a lot of standalone episodes but there's an overall arc for the season and that's the culmination of it yeah and that's what I like about I really like about the new DuckTales is yeah. that it does do this serialized stuff especially with like Huey Dewey and Louie's mom I think I really do like that and um right you know that's something that they couldn't really do with the, in 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 the first series. Yeah. Another thing about the new Ducktales, if I if I if I might, that show is so funny. I re- I remember I watched the first you know the the pi- I don't know if you really call it a pilot, but um, there was one joke that just had me doubled over, uh, in just like laughter, uh, because it was just so meta and so out of nowhere. It was um, Dewey, right? Uncle Scrooge is like, oh, I love you guys. You guys are the best. And Dewey goes, what's my name? <laughs> and Scrooge just like waits a couple of beats and he goes, Bluey? Because he wears the blue shirt. And I just, I lost it. I was just like, oh my God, that is brilliant. <laughs> There's a lot of, uh, a lot of really good, uh, jokes in this show it's very well written uh okay duckworth the uh the uh butler that scrooge had yeah um in in the current series is a ghost he's dead he's long dead he's a ghost he still hangs around he still does butler stuff in the season two finale he he and scrooge and launchpad and uh mrs uh beakley are all like planning their their attack, like how they're going to counterattack the, their enemy. And uh, Duckworth is just like, I'll go get things ready for you. You know, we're all going to die. I'll go get things ready for you. And he <laughs> goes down through the floor. And Mrs. Beakley says, it's a little disconcerting that he went down instead of up. <laughs> that is super funny. The big story here with Disney Plus uh is the mandalorian of course yes the mandalorian now so far we've only had two episodes first okay guys yeah uh but yeah go ahead go ahead dave yeah i i gotta put this out there you know um i'm usually one for saying that the world does revolve around you we don't need spoilers but for this one we're gonna i'm gonna relent and say we're gonna be talking about what happens in the actual show so, uh, in fact, well, I do think that most people who want to see The Mandalorian have already seen it. That being said, if you haven't, go ahead and tune out now and come back in whenever. Just, like, get a random thing down there, and we'll be talking about something else. But, yeah. Yeah, you'll probably be safe in about ten minutes. But, yeah, The Mandalorian, we've only had two episodes so far uh, because they are releasing it weekly instead of just putting the whole season up which i was surprised by i was very surprised by that because usually they release the whole seat like with stuff like this well they release it all at once it's yeah it, it it's probably because um you get a seven day free trial and they want people to stick around oh yeah for longer than yeah, they want and if you if you can't binge yeah they want to get another seven bucks from you to see the whole mandalorian before the rise of skywalker yeah and that's the other thing guys disney plus is seven dollars a month it's not you know like netflix or anything yeah that's great i love it oh my gosh yeah. but that's that's a side it's cheaper the than the wwe network <laughs> and there's way more entertainment in this yeah there is it's stacked the first episode uh, we see our bounty hunter on uh, an ice planet, and uh, he's tracking somebody. He goes into a bar. This this fish man gets into a fight with some of the locals. Yeah, and uh, he finds his bounty there. Uh, this blue guy played by Horatio Sands, and uh, mm-hmm. he he takes him, and he makes his way back to his ship. Um where they're attacked by some water creature that breaks through the ice. I don't remember what they said it was called. Yes, yeah, some kind of weird monster that will, from like the Phantom Menace that we'll yeah. never see again. And uh, they, you know, he blasts it, they get away. While they're in space, I have to mention this because this was great. I loved this little, just this little line. Uh, the guy who's who's been taken, uh, he says he has to go uh, to the bathroom. 
and he goes down into the interior of the ship uh, from the cockpit and he's walking around and he's like, you know, I was really hoping I'd be free with my family for life day. Life day. Yeah. Which is technically today. The day we're recording it is life day. Just FYI. And they do make a joke in the holiday special riff uh for the uh the Dunkin Donuts time to make the donuts guy <laughs> calling him Horatio Sands. So it's kind of uh prophetic if you will, you know, talking about Horatio Sands in the holiday special and now Horatio Sands is talking about Horatio Sands is getting trapped in carbonite. Special. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a fish monster getting trapped in carbonite. That's another thing. There's a lot of fan service in the Mandalorian. Like oh, I would fine. say, just like just like in these first two episodes, I wasn't expecting there to be a lot of fan service because if you remember, for the Force Awakens, that was like a lot of like people who were critical of the Force Awakens were just like they didn't like the like all the fan service in 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 it. But the Mandalorian, which everyone seems to love, there's just like it's all over the place. Yeah. You know, you have the uh, garbage can droid, and then uh, I even dude the Jawas in episode two. <laughs> they, they just he slaughters them until until he gets up on top of the sand crawler, and they're all yeah. standing there waiting for him. I thought yeah. that was a great moment. But um, in the first episode, he gets uh, this mission to go to um, this other planet to find uh, a some fifty year old creature, and he gets there. And he meets Nick Nolte, <laughs> um, who was—I gotta say—he was—he was perfect casting for that role. Like, yeah, he fits that role perfectly. I have spoken. I have spoken. Yes, that's that's that is the best thing. I love that so much. Um, mm-hmm. but he he gets him to uh, to tame a blurg. And he has to ride it across the the countryside. Now these things are taken right out of Golden Axe. <laughs> the Blurg, um, they actually, I don't know, they're like a it's a two legged lizard creature thing. Uh, apparently, they're found lots of places throughout the galaxy. They made uh, an appearance in the Clone Wars series, um, but that's not their first foray into the Star Wars universe. Oh no, they first appeared. In 1985, in the television film Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. That was the first time that we ever saw the Blurg. Yeah, you know, and just and like just touching on that, and this also hits on the fan service part, is that they do use stuff from like all of all corners of the Star Wars universe in, in this in this thing, not just from not just from the movies. He he finds he finds uh, his target on this desert planet, um, and and he shoots it out with IG eighty eight or what? Who or yeah? IG eleven. Okay. Yeah, they and there's there's a pretty good bit there where IG eleven keeps threatening to self destruct. Yeah, that is pretty funny. And you know they they find the package. IG eleven says uh, they want the package delivered dead, and the Mandalorian's like, no, they told me dead or alive, and. The, the IG unit pulls his gun out, points it at the package, which uh, we'll tell you that in a second. Uh, and you you see a blaster fire and you hear the sound. And IG-11 falls over with his head blown apart uh, by the Mandalorian, who then proceeds to uh, poke fingers with the baby Yoda in the package. I was not. Here's the thing. I was super shocked. I was not expecting a baby like a, like like of all the things to be in there, <laughs> a, a baby Yoda was not something that would like even enter my mind. Yeah, now this is only the third one of that species that we've ever seen. Yeah, we've seen Yoda, Yaddle, and and this thing. You know, everyone's out there talking on the internet. I mean, if you've been on Facebook, you've probably seen pictures of baby Yoda. Yeah. But um, everyone's like, could this be Yoda? And it's like, no, it's not no. Yoda. No, it's like, no, come on. This movie, or this series takes place five years after the end of Return of the Day. But time travels, Jeremy. They did it in Avengers Endgame. And they did it in Star Wars Rebels. So time travel is is canon in the Star Wars universe, kind of. Um, But yeah, the, he so he's trying to leave the planet with this baby Yoda, the Jawas, the off-world Jawas find his 
ship and they strip it down and they take a bunch of parts from it. So he has to go find the Jawas with the help of Nick Nolte and uh, they want something in trade. And they'd go fight a rhinoceros for, for her hairy egg, which the Jawas literally just slice open and then just start eating it. They lose their (laughs) over this egg, man. Okay. Not for nothing. It's gross. Yeah, it's really gross. Okay, <laughs> like it was like it's revolting. Wootini, <laughs> Wootini, guys, Wootini. <laughs> and then uh, we see Baby Yoda use the Force uh, on the rhinoceros thing, and then he like passes out because he yeah. overexerted himself. Mm-hmm. And we say Baby Yoda, but he's fifty years old, and I know they age slower, but yeah. It's still a little baby Yoda. <laughs> and then and then little baby Yoda uh, eats a frog thing by swallowing it whole. Yeah, that thing is as big as he was. Yeah, that was kind of gross, too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, not nearly as gross as the egg thing, but it was kind of gross. Yeah. And he gets off, off the planet, and... Uh, yeah, that's that's it for now. And they rebuild this ver- this ship to be space-worthy by themselves. <laughs> but whatever. It's, yeah, just it's just a show, Dave. You should really just relax. Yeah, I should really just relax. Shut up. No. All right, let's take a look at the weekend box office. Uh, coming in at number one, the new film Ford versus Ferrari. Taking in $31 million. Never even heard of it. <laughs> uh, Midway coming in in second place at uh, $8.7 million. The new Charlie's Angels opening to a paltry $8.6 That movie is out. I didn't know it was out. And then uh, the John Cena-led Playing With Fire, followed by Last Christmas. So, uh, so Charlie's Angels, directed by Elizabeth Banks. Comes in at number three, and it stars Kristen. I don't think you're gonna play Catwoman. <laughs> I just don't see. It. I mean, I I would love it, but I just don't see it happening now. Because nope. it just it seems to me like you should be a draw. If you're if you're leading Charlie's Angels in a movie directed by Elizabeth Banks, and it's November, and you you lose out to a movie I haven't even heard of for number one. You're not going to play Catwoman. Sorry. I I don't see it happening. It didn't even come in at second. Yeah. I, it came in at third for the weekend. Like, that's that's not good. Hey, man. Kristen, I'm on your side. I really am. I really am. But, I mean, I just don't see it happening. Now, let's take a look at our short reviews of Rift Track Shorts. Yes! For today's short reviews of Rift Track Shorts, we're going to be taking a look at A Visit to Santa, released... Woo! December 19th, 2007. Oh, wow. Okay, so this short... That is a long, long time ago. Yes. This short is technically the second to be released by Rift Tracks, uh, but most do consider it to be the start of the actual Rift Tracks shorts right. series. Uh, so rather than starting with Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey which was released first. It was actually released December 17th, 2006. Right. Uh, I decided to go with A Visit to Santa. Um, And Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey, I think, was a Mike Solo effort also. Yeah, it sure was. Um, Uh, Is that available anymore? Yeah. Yeah, you can buy it. It is also $3. Oh, wow. Um. But I, you know, it's good. I I enjoyed it. But we're not here to talk about Nestier. Nestier. I keep calling him Nestier. That's it. Nestier. Nestier. I can't imagine why. Yeah. Nestier. Uh, so a visit to Santa. Um, <laughs> between the children speaking in tongues, the literal <laughs> worst North Pole ever, and the second worst parade ever committed to film, and you know which one is the worst. Uh, yeah, I sure do. It's might not be a great way uh, to start your foray into Rift Track shorts unless you're starting it around this time of year, um, simply because it's a Christmas thing. But it's still a great addition to anyone's library. Besides, who says that just because it's a Christmas short, you can only watch it at Christmas time? Like, I'm of the firm belief that it can be Christmas any time of the year. 
You just have to feel it in your heart, Dave. I believe so too. Yeah. That's why I. Yes. Key Christmas <laughs> with you. Oh. That's why I listen to Christmas music in July. Uh, but. Uh. Me too. Yeah, this one. Not even kidding. That's a real thing that I do. Thanks. Yeah. I am glad I'm not the only weirdo. Uh, in this in this grouping of two. <laughs> in this podcast <laughs> yes. between the in two this of podcast, us. Yes. Between the two of us. Uh, a visit, yeah, man. A visit to Santa is messed up because uh, it looks like it takes place um, partially in like a like a split level ranch house, <laughs> like probably in Modesto or something. Um, they ride in Santa's helicopter up to the North Pole. Santa's helicopter. That's a thing. Yeah. What like what is this Pirates World? I mean, oh no, wait, Santa does. If Santa had a helicopter in Pirates World, he could have got on there a lot faster. Yeah. Anyway, I give I give a visit to Santa four candy canes out of five. Woo! Yeah. Let's move on from the shorts to the not so shorts. Boy, do we have a we have we have a little bit to talk about today. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like it's not like the new release that we're talking about today. It's not like the previous two new releases that we've done. No, this one's this one's terrible in a completely different way. Yeah. But let's let's keep with the Christmas theme and uh, let's take a look at the winner of our patron poll first our patrons oh i love you guys so much our patrons got to choose between uh the live santa claus uh santa and the ice cream bunny and i believe in santa claus and they picked i believe in santa claus yeah yep yeah this movie yeah it's a 1984 french film um <laughs> oh god and uh it, you can definitely tell it's it's French, uh, <laughs> dude. This movie of all the Christmas and of all the Christmas re- riff tracks releases, this was released in twenty nine in twenty fifteen. I almost said this year, but this was released in twenty fifteen at the end of a I would say one of the most successful content years riff yeah. tracks ever had yeah. was in twenty fifteen. Um, and this kind of like closed the show out. It's it's bizarre. It's really really strange. I know we say that about a lot of movies, <laughs> but this one is just. I mean, like especially when you put it up against stuff like set. Like I thought, I never thought I'd see a Christmas movie like this one ever. <laughs> uh, just with like the things, just with, just with like the things that happen. Now, Jeremy watched it today. I remember a lot about it, but Jeremy watched it today, so he has it super fresh in his in his mind. Give us a rundown of what goes on, and I believe in Santa Claus. Okay, well, the movie is about uh, a little boy named Simon uh, and one of his classmates. Uh, and I can't remember her name. It's very French. Girl. Yeah, girl. We'll just call her girl. Uh, and Simon is uh, very shy and timid. Uh, he's bullied by all the kids at school and a couple of the adults. Um, uh, yeah, and the janitor. Yeah, the janitor actively harasses yeah, him. Uh, he throws window spackle right in his face. Like, he whips it at him <laughs> like it's a snowball. And it just kind of right on his cheek. And then he gets this huge red mark, and his teacher's like, oh, what is wrong? And that was more Russian. I'm sorry, but like, what do you think I'm getting? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm fine. It's nothing. And he goes home and, um, things are so much better there. Yeah. Yeah. He lives with grandma, um, uh, because mom and dad have been kidnapped by terrorists in Africa. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so, <laughs> He has to write a letter to Santa as part of his school assignment the next day. Um, and he's this kid is like six. Uh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's either six or seven. Uh, I don't remember. I think it said on on the, the thing at Santa's. Yeah. But, um, I know girl girl is six and a half. So he's right around that age. Um, but they have to write letters to Santa. And his letter is that he doesn't want any toys or anything like that. He just wants his mom and dad brought back. Grandma talks to his teacher about the letter and she's like, yeah, they're probably dead because, uh, you know, they they sent an ultimatum and that expired a couple months ago. And so his parents probably just were were killed. Well, maybe he should be writing to Jack Bauer and not Santa Claus. (laughs) So on the last day of school, 
before Christmas break, they take a field trip to the airport. Okay, also in this universe, when when they were writing their letters to Santa, they had to put Santa's address. <laughs> and uh, Santa lives... The North Pole. And, no, that's not where Santa lives in this movie. Santa lives in Rovaniemi uh, in Lapland. Yeah. In Finland. So while the kids are at the airport, uh, Simon says, you know, we should just take a plane and go to Lapland and go find Santa. <laughs> And girl is like, oh, but we can't get on a plane. You don't have a ticket. And he's like, nah, it'll happen because I really want it to. <laughs> Literally, the instant he says that, a stewardess comes over and says, oh, you must be the two children we've been holding this flight for. Here's your, your passes. Get on the plane. And then the little girl starts crying because she basically just got stuck on a plane to Finland from <laughs> yeah. France. And she's scared. Because she's going to get in trouble with her parents because she's six and she's on a flight out of the country. Why? Oh, okay. Where's the teacher? The teacher got on the bus and went back to school with all the other kids because she asked if they were all there and they said they were. So why? <laughs> why check? Why do a head count and just get on the bus and leave? You have no precious lives. Yeah. <laughs> so. They end up in Finland and they start wandering through the snowy wilderness trying to find Santa's house. They end up um, collapsed in the snow and Santa just happens to find them just like, oh, hey, what are you kids doing here? And, and uh, this is you, you're going to be too cold. And let's get on my sleigh and come on. And, <laughs> you think? and he takes them to his house uh, where they get to warm up a little bit and they meet the fairy. Yeah, who who just happens to be their teacher. Karen Cheryl is the actress's name. Uh, now, at the time that they filmed this, she was uh, one of the most popular um, singers in France. So that's why she got this role. And she sings, she sings these songs. And one, in, they're almost impossible to understand half of the words for it. Yeah. Um, but one of the, <laughs> when they're on their, they're on the bus to the airport, she sings a song uh, telling the kids to stop all that crying business. And, you know, Santa lives in, in Rovaniemi in Lapland. That's part of the song. Like, and he's on his way. So don't be, stop all that crying business. And like, okay. Like, she's singing it directly to Simon, the little kid whose parents were kidnapped by terrorists in Africa. Yeah. They they go to Santa's. Santa and the fairy talk. They decide that they're going to go to Africa to try and save to try and save his parents. So they teleport to Africa with the help of the fairy's magic because Santa can't fly a sled unless it's Christmas Eve. That's the only time that he can fly. Oh, right. Yeah. That, cause that rule, that's the rule. Yeah. That's like yeah. the line. Yeah. Well, according to this, uh, African warlord guy that they meet, um, Luton? it's not actually Santa because, uh, Santa only leaves his house for Christmas Eve. He doesn't ever leave his house. Yeah. He's got nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, they get captured by the warlord. <laughs> And uh, they they get imprisoned, and the the fairy dropped her wand somewhere, so she can't just teleport them out. <laughs> um, but they get imprisoned with the parents. The kids, uh, the warlord's children, uh, decide that they're gonna go see if it's actually Santa. And he tells them he's Santa, so they believe him, and they they <laughs> free them by stealing some of the assault rifles that they have. Yeah. And going and hiding behind a big tree and shooting them and waving them around. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Woo. Yeah. And then they teleport back. Uh, no, they don't. The Santa and the fairy teleport back, but they don't take the parents with them. They point them in the direction of the Red Cross encampment Wait. and say, just get in this Jeep and drive this way until you see the sign with the big Red Cross on it. Right. That's it. For some reason, that just reminds me of like, like I could just see them driving towards like the Ranger Station in Star Games <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why that popped into my head, but I could because you know, like the Ranger will come out and it'll be like, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, while Santa and the fairy are gone, 
uh, Simon and girl and a little puppy get kidnapped by an ogre in the woods. Like, I don't even remember why they left Santa's house. And I just watched the movie and I already don't remember. Uh, but they get captured by the ogre. It's probably something super dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, well, why'd they get on the plane? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the ogre who is of course the, uh, the school janitor. Um, yeah. And he it's catches like a whole them. Wizard of Oz thing. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to eat them. Uh, but they have to clean his house first. And they're taking their sweet time. You think? So he makes a sandwich out of the puppy. Oh, yeah. Like he grabs a puppy and puts him between a loaf of bread. And uh, they make a great a great joke here about how introducing that sandwich at Subway was only the second worst thing that happened this year. Um, that being that this happened. Oh, oh, no, no. Oh, no. If you don't remember what oh, happened no. at, uh, for Subway in 2015. 2015, yeah. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. Um, yeah, oh my gosh. That's terrible. They don't actually show him eating the puppy there. Uh, but I will bring up the point that they that they do bring up in the riff. They don't leave the ogre's house with the dog. So presumably the dog got 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 eaten. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. After they escape. They don't they don't leave with the dog. And this is uh, after the fairy uh disguises herself like Red Riding Hood um uh, and gets captured by the ogre. So the teacher the teacher disguises the fairy as disguises Red Robin Hood. Yes. And he she gets captured and uh he says he's gonna eat girl for the appetizer, the boy for dinner, and he's gonna have Red Riding Hood for dessert with some whipped cream like hello <laughs> but uh she they're like what are you doing here you can zap us out now and she's like no my magic doesn't work in the ogre's domain but, uh... you know gotta make these arbitrary rules as as you go and uh so she decides that she's stalling for time while santa and his six elves uh come to rescue them his six elves wow that's yes yes six elves in his workshop while they're on their way there, uh, Simon moves a torch to burn a rope right next to his head. Like he's actually has a real torch and he's burning a rope right next to his very real six year old head. Uh, it drops the chandelier on the ogre and they escape and Santa takes uh, the boy and girl back to France just in time for them to sing a carol. At the church on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Oh, also. Okay. So they come into see now. This is this is one of the things that like really bugs me about this movie a little bit is that okay. So let's just assume that the teacher was not the fairy. Okay. Yeah. She sees these two kids and just like without saying a word to them, just ushers them into their place. Oh, good. You're here now. We can begin. Yeah, it's like you're here now. We can begin. Not, not like, oh, my gosh, thank goodness you're here. I can't believe we lost you in the airport. You know, like, where have you been? But no, it's just like, oh, no, hurry up. Just get in, get in your place so we can sing. Or or rather, I can turn around and start singing. <laughs> yeah. Let's just act like nothing happened. And that way I yeah. won't get in trouble. And yeah, nothing to see here. Like, like, like everything went according to plan. It happens all the time. All the yeah. time. <laughs> so the kid goes home and goes to bed and uh, he wakes up and his parents are asleep in the living room. Yeah, they did. And the end. Uh... Like, that's one of the weirdest, like, you know, I get like, oh, my, my mommy's not around anymore. And it's just me and my dad. And, you know, I, they've done stuff like that before. And that's not really out of the ordinary for a movie like this, for a kid's movie or whatever. But this is like every choice they made, they decided to go with like the weirdest thing that they could have, that they could think of. Yeah. Like in that moment, yeah. like when they were writing the script, it's be like, okay, what's, what's some, what's some super weird stuff that can happen next <laughs> that like you would never think of in a million years that could, that, I mean, like Angel gets his wing. no. Uh, we're gonna go to Africa, Edward. <laughs> we're gonna talk to monkeys what? because the fairy can talk to every creature on the earth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, that's that's uh, I believe in Santa Claus. 
Uh, so if you have not, I love this movie. If you have not way, yeah. seen this riff, like it's worth it. You have to check it out. You have, and it, it's a like it's a forgotten like like. I know I talk about movies that have riffs that have been forgotten, but they've done like 400 movies now or something like that. And well, maybe not 400, maybe 300, but dude, this is like, I really like this one. This is another like deep cut that I think deserves to be kind of like brought up out of obscurity a little bit just cuz it's just so weird. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a lot like Ruby even though it's nothing like Ruby, <laughs> but it's like Ruby in the way that it's just it's just so so weird. I mean, it's not I mean, it's it's not Star Games or The Visitor or or anything like that. I mean, it's it's a foreign dubbed movie, so take that for whatever it's worth. We all know what those are like. Uh, but for 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 something like that, it, you know, it's just like it definitely keeps you interested to like, OK, what what maybe not to a star games level, but what crazy weird things going to happen next? Yeah. And so this is available as one of the uh, free ad supported movies um, from Rift Tracks up on Tubi TV. Oh, wow. They That's actually cool. have the unrift version as well, if you care to. uh uh hurt yourself in that way um yeah why would anybody want to do that though it's just <laughs> right so yeah if you if you haven't seen it uh, you know hey maybe you're a little low on funds right now or whatever um Tubi tv it would be the best way to go about watching it for sure because hey, i think it might be in the don't don't quote me on it but it might be in the twitch rotation uh there's a strong possibility that it's in the twitch rotation yeah. um but if it's not uh you know Rather than rather than acquiring this in a different way, uh, go to Tubi TV. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, T U B I, uh, and check it out. Watch it that way, uh, because there's they still get um supported a little bit from they, that. So they get a cut from that. Yeah. Before we move on to our next film here, the new release from Rift Tracks, uh, let's mention our our poll here again. Uh, we've got Santa Claus live. We've got Santa and the ice cream bunny. And then being added this week is Jack Frost. Woo, Jack Frost. I can see my house from up here. I know they've there have been a few different movies named Jack Frost in the uh, the whole riffing thing. Uh, this is not. Yeah, this is not the Jack Frost from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes, yeah. this is not the Russo finished film from MST3K. I will say that is one of my most wanted movies for them to redo from from then because I freaking love that one so much. I, the movie itself like is perfect for it, and I'm sure that they would knock it out of the park. Bad news, guys. I'm a bear. <laughs> this is the uh, the movie about the uh, serial killer who gets turned into a snowman. Um, yeah, then into antifreeze. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, those are your three choices to choose from: Santa Claus Live, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, and Jack Frost. That poll will be up on our Patreon on Thursday. So if you are one of our patrons, uh, please go vote for that as soon as possible so you don't miss out. And if you're not a patron, a patron, whatever yet, consider uh, it, won't you? Yeah, consider it. It's two dollars a month. Throw us two bucks a month. Yeah. So now let's move on to the newest release from Rift Tracks. This one is extra special. Yes. Uh, not because it's a Roger Corman film, but because it's a. Yes. There's nothing special about Roger Corman. Yes. It's a, it's a team up. It is, it is a team up. Yes. Bigger than the Avengers. It is Matthew J. Elliott and Ian Potter and Mary Jo Peel and Bridget Nelson all together. Four of them. This yes. Movie. It's a riff tracks presents. Yes. We got a little tease when Matthew and uh, Bridget teamed up earlier in the year with uh, the Sherlock Holmes and the what the Deadly Necklace or something like that. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. It was awesome. And uh, I didn't think it could get better. But then it's just like, oh, why not have all four of them? Now, I thought it was I thought the riff was going to get crowded. Honestly, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Right. But no, dude, it's it's pretty great. I got to say. They 
the four of them have some pretty good riffing chemistry yeah. together. Which it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, Matthew and Bridget were really good together uh, in their riff. Mm-hmm. And ever since that riff, I've been hoping that they were going to do something like this. And I'm so glad that they did because, yeah. you know, we, we talk ad nauseum about how much we love the riffs from Matthew and Ian and from Bridget and Mary Jo. Mm-hmm. So this, this is like the whole chocolate and peanut butter thing, you know, and it's, it's outstanding. Yeah, it's really the is. movie's not. The movie is is boring garbage. Yeah, the movie is stupid. I mean, that, look, because uh, I watched it. We should probably say what the movie's called. <laughs> yeah, the, the the movie is called The Last Woman on Earth. Yeah, and it is terrible. Yeah, um, here's here's the gist. Uh, these three people. Uh, there's a there's a dude. <laughs> um another dude and a chick and one of the dudes is married to the chick and on the day that all the oxygen gets sucked out of the earth somehow um they were scuba diving <laughs> and they came up and all the oxygen had been sucked from the earth so they're like oh no we can't breathe what's happening uh, there's this uh, Puerto Rican guy with huge eyebrows dead on the ground. He was our friend <laughs> who was, uh, no, 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 seriously, this is what happened. So I guess the rest of the Earth's population suffocated to death, but they have oxygen tanks and they're able to make it to, I think it's an island where they're like, oh no, these, uh, these trees produce <laughs> oxygen. That way we can be near these trees and can breathe normally. Yeah. And it's like, well, dude, it's like, so there, no one else on earth was around trees on the day that all the oxygen got sucked off the earth or like nobody else was scuba diving. Like, but anyway, getting away from that as the movie progresses, it it seems it, it's all about the reason that the movie is called the last woman on earth is because it, it turns into this bickering feud between the two <laughs> dudes about who's going to get basically who gets to have sex with his wife. That's that. That's what it's about. Harold uh, is the guy that's married to Evelyn. Um, he's a businessman yeah. and he just kind of got married. Uh, they say in between trials uh she's never felt like he's a banker she never felt like uh he loved her or anything like that she ends up uh sleeping with uh martin the other guy yeah and then they they get in a boat and leave and then harold chases him and uh he kills martin and then she goes back with him and they go off in the end yeah yeah it, it, it ends with martin dying in a church like and that it's just like with him like because uh, I guess he got blinded, and <laughs> um, dude, it's really dumb. It's yeah. it's like 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 dude, Roger Corman. I don't know why that guy is so respected. I really don't. I mean, we both saw Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. Uh, and his movies don't get. I mean, like just a testament to this. I mean, you've seen Wasp Woman. <laughs> Just like what? Why? Uh, why do they keep it, dude? And he's like a hundred years old, and they still let, and he's still making movies. Why? Uh, they're not good. Yeah. I mean, just like I'm just, I'm just very resentful that Roger Corman gets to make movies and gets to have all this respect and money, and it, it just, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. But he made a lot of cult classics, Steve. Yeah, they're all terrible. They're bad. But um, this was um, a really excellent. I really hope. I really hope that these four do it again. I think they probably will. I um, have a feeling. I mean, I, I mean, like I do. I do like their their them as individual teams. Don't get me wrong. And I hope that we get more riffs from them. Yeah. You know, I hope it's just not just this team up from here on out. But I'm hoping that we get at least one or two more of the four of them doing a riff together but with maybe not have it be 
public domain Roger Corman garbage. Yeah. Even if it's even if even if they give us like a like a, a just the jokes, like a blockbuster riff, um together. Yeah, let, yeah, great. yeah, do that. I mean, yeah, riff tracks. There yeah, you go. we own you. There do you what go. we say. You... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything. Dave, you always say that you want more MP3 releases. I do want I do want more MP3 releases. This would be yeah. this would be the perfect way for them to handle that. Yeah, I mean they did Gravity and Gravity was great. They still they can still do their uh two or three uh just the jokes things that they do for like the Kickstarter stuff and maybe one or two more throughout the year with and it doesn't even have to be them. It can be you know this other group anybody in this other group that'd be i'd be good with that or it could be uh uh connor and uh and sean i was just about to say connor and sean i mean like it's been almost two years since the uh batman versus superman riff guys i mean you guys were excellent yeah future is you let's do it there's really not much else to uh discuss with this movie because uh <laughs> Like that that's that's the whole story. It's... Yeah, we've 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 pretty much said all yeah, no, yeah, we've said everything we we could say about the last woman on earth. I mean we I mean everybody knows that Matthew and Ian and Bridget and Mary yeah. Jo are, are awesome and that this 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 sort of marriage that that happened in this in this riff. I think that like I think this is a very fur very good first foray into that. Yeah. I mean I do hope that there's more of it. I really, really do because I think I think there's a potential for them to do something that's even even bigger than this because I think that there's you know there's just so much there that could happen that I think it would be a shame if it was just limited to the last woman on earth. I agree. And there you have it. That's this week's episode. Before we go, I I do want to kind of go back to this other thing that I touched on about um watching. I believe it's Santa Claus on a place like Tubi TV uh, instead of finding it through other methods. Now I'm sure you've watched a riff all the way through and you've heard them at the end of their riff saying, if you got this any other place, you know, if you purchase this or downloaded it from any other place besides riftracks.com, you know, you can head on over to their site and, and you can donate. And I want to make the case for doing that. Um, if, especially if you're, if you're somebody who torrents these, you know, you find them on, on whatever torrent site um and you download them or whatever and they are very careful not to be judgy when they say stuff like this mike bill kevin and all the other writers like connor and sean and uh people like eric and uh nick and and uh, peter and all these people that work for riff tracks you know they all work very hard to bring us this level of entertainment yeah, that is correct and they do it all at an extremely reasonable price i mean we we say it all the time how how much this short is worth the whole dollar to go download it or this movie is worth the the 9.99 to go download it and uh you know they they're these guys have to sit and watch these movies over and over again without the benefit of riffs yeah like they have to sit through this stuff and so if you've ever downloaded you know an episode of riff tracks from a torrent or watched a, a, where somebody uploaded it to youtube on their own you know unauthorized channel yep all you have to do is head on over to rifttracks.com slash donate they don't ask for much even though they should but and you can make it right you can throw them a couple dollars yeah they're they're a company of of 15 people that still astonishes me like Honestly. there's not very many people that work there. They are a very small company, and for them to do the things that they do, uh, you know, it's oh, I, yeah, guys, yeah. Spoiler alert: they don't make millions of dollars, and you know, they they do these live shows, and that's above and beyond what they get from people buying the riffs, which is why they have to do the Kickstarter. No, no, they have to do the like, Kickstarter. It's, yeah, it's not because you know they're they're greedy and they want more money for their projects, like some other people. Um, that will go nameless. Uh, it's because it's really the only way that they can afford to put these on because they pay for everything. Yeah, they do. I mean, they have to. They have to rent the theater. They have to they have to build those sets. Yeah. Put up housing, which is which is another part of the reason why they did the live shows they did last year, um, where they did them all kind of together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at least I, I'm fine with that. Honestly, I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. 
and you know they 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 don't have a lot of uh, a lot of internal backing you know yeah. money wise for this so it's very important that you buy these riffs yeah that's it that's all i have to say about it go to rifttracks.com slash donate and make it right if you've ever illegally downloaded uh, a riff that's all that's all i'm saying i'm not saying that you know you should uh rot in hell for stealing from some of the nicest people in the world uh i'm not you know i'm not gonna go there because i don't actually think that uh I'm lying. I do. Uh, but <laughs> wow. Now you're for once you're the a-hole and I'm not. <laughs> yes. Showing my true colors. Finally, after 22 episodes, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. You can find me at PB You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at PB and awesome. Uh, if you want to send me an email, you can do that through Jeremy Follow at True Blue on Twitter at TB Riffcast. And of course, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash True Blue Riffcast and support us a little bit if you so choose. And it, as for me, I'm Dave, a.k.a. Sugar A. Dodge. Check me out on the web at SugarAdodge.com. Send me emails at Dave at TrueBlueRiffcast.com. We will be back next week uh, with either Santa Claus, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny, or Jack Frost. And I can't wait because I love all three of those riffs. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. Rock till you die. You die.